Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Lest You Be Confused. Let's get on the same page. Yesterday, I ran headlong into someone who purported to be a Christian. Well, maybe. Yes, probably he is. Oh, who knows? It isn't mine to judge. But he sure did have some strange notions. Namely, that once coming to know Christ, he doesn't sin. And that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but not God himself. Wait, what? Mind you that he blustered with emotion and volume from behind a microphone as he broadcast his views and, at the same time, questioned mind. While served to make me think, so it isn't necessarily non-Christian religions like the Muslims, who I referenced in last morning briefing, or even those who bill themselves as Christians, such as the LDS or Mormons, while they are riddled with falsehoods, but also Christian pastors who have a mixed-up theology. For that reason, I should like to list the essentials of the Christian faith, not the so-called gray areas, but the non-negotiables. Now, I realize some of you who may have been with me for a while might think, I've heard this before. Maybe, but could you then tell another what you believe? For you ought to be able. Here it is. First, in the beginning, God. God always was. He is eternal. He was not created. Genesis 1.1, Revelation 4.11, Genesis 1.26. Number two, sin changed everything. Mankind was separated from God by sin. Because God loved us, the crown of his creation, he gave us free will. Free will to choose to love him. To choose evil, rebellion, or good, obedience. For instance, Paul wrote in Romans 5.12, One man, Adam, one woman, Eve, given everything to enjoy in the Garden of Eden, with the exception of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, of that, they were forbidden. You see, from the beginning, God required obedience of his children. Number three, grace, God's way of redemption. We were separated, but pursued by our loving God. He provided a way of escape for punishment of our sin. Again, Paul, Ephesians 2.8, For by grace are you saved by faith. It is the gift of God. As with all gifts, we must take hold of grace to experience it. Number four, God's instrument of grace was Jesus Christ, God incarnate. You see, Jesus was fully human, fully divine. And it was prophesied by Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And the birth of Jesus was announced to Joseph by the angel, Matthew 1, verse 21. Number five, eternal life was made possible for us because of Jesus' death on the cross. Again, Jesus' suffering was foretold by the same prophet, Isaiah, chapter 53, verses 1 through 6. 
And I list other references here along these non-negotiables. Number six, Jesus Christ was victorious over death. He rose from the grave. All of Christianity hangs on the resurrection. Check the historians of the day, not just the writers of scripture. The resurrection was a recognized miraculous occurrence. We serve a risen Savior. Hallelujah. Don't you understand, without a risen Savior, without the resurrection, we have nothing. Number seven, after the resurrection, Jesus appeared to the disciples and others. Jesus assured his loved ones that he did what he told them he would do. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Number eight, Jesus Christ ascended into heaven to return to the right hand of the Father. He stayed with his loved ones for 40 more days and then assumed his rightful place in glory. You can read about it in Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Oh, what a glorious homecoming it must have been. Can you just imagine, can you just picture God the Father welcoming home his beloved Son? Number nine, Christ will come again. Watch for him in the clouds. This is not the end of the story. One day Christ is coming back for his bride, the church. 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 and 17. Number 10, the Godhead is triune. You will not find the word Trinity in the Bible. However, it is a description of a biblical reality. How I've grown to love the three-in-one. Aware of the way each seems to minister to me at different times. Aware of the plan of God, the creator for me in the vastness of time, space, and history. Aware of the redeeming personal work of God the Son, both in his ministry on earth and in heaven. And the comforting, quickening, wooing, convicting, inspiring, sweet Holy Spirit who helps us in our weakness. Number 11, the Bible is the inerrant Word of God. Scripture is purposed to inform, instruct, inspire, correct us, and lead us to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It is the Word, or the words, of God. Number 12, we are called to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority is in, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. There you have it. So now go. Go and tell others what you witnessed, what you have experienced since becoming a Christian, since coming to know God. Come on. Let's be on the same page.